debt, taxes, and inflation. If you understand these three things, you will become extremely wealthy. We know that with real estate, as it earns and grows over time, there are ways to get around paying income tax as well as paying capital gains tax when you exit. You're able to use leverage. Real estate has a competitive advantage over the stock market or retirement accounts. And if you know me, I'm a big fan of using all three to build wealth. But in this case, you're able to borrow debt. You're able to take out debt and control assets that is more than the amount of money that you have. Welcome back everyone to the Learn Like a CPA podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Bakey. And today we're going to talk about a topic that's going to be uh, the preceding conversation to a lot of the other podcasts that I'm going to release over the next few weeks and months. And what we're talking about today is what I consider the three pillars of wealth building. If you can understand these topics, you might have heard about them if you went into business school or if you studied economics. But to really take these three topics here, these three ideas, and see how you can build wealth with them, it's really eye-opening. So the three topics today, we're going to talk about debt, taxes, and inflation. Debt, taxes, and inflation. If you understand these three things, you will become extremely wealthy. I explain this as a framework because you have to utilize all three. Now, there's going to be some times where certain properties, you may not use debt to acquire certain properties, or you do maybe you do 50% down or you do 10% down, 20% down, doesn't matter. But understanding how all three of these relate with each other is going to help you build a lot of wealth. So when we talk about debt, debt is the power of debt is you get to use somebody else's money. The, it could be the bank's money. You could have a private investor. You could have a hard money loan, a family friend, friend from church, like you're using debt, right? And so when you use debt, you're able to not use your own money. So let's just say I'm using, I'm going to do 20% down on a commercial property and it's a million dollar property. So I'm going to put $200,000, I'm going to put $200,000 down and it's going to be a million dollar property. So I'm going to borrow $800,000 from the bank. Well, again, I was able to control that million dollar asset with only $200,000 down. And let's actually take this back a little bit. Let's let's soften the numbers. Let's say it's a $400,000 property and I'm putting 20% down. So I only need $80,000 down. But a bank's going to give me a loan for $320,000. Now, of course, right now, interest rates are super high, a little bit volatile right now. And that's what we're going to get into in some of the other podcasts. But I'm able to control that $400,000 asset. And the power behind this is that if I had normally $80,000 and I was investing it into the stock market, I was investing it into a retirement account, et cetera, there is number one, there's going to be tax implications of that. And we know that with real estate, as it earns and grows over time, there are ways to get around paying income tax as well as paying capital gains tax when you exit. But that $80,000, if I was to take that $80,000 and put it in the stock market, I'm going to earn 8 to 10% per year, uh, depending on who's in office. Just kidding. Um, but I'm going to earn 8 to 10% per year on that versus when I control the real estate, I, I earn that appreciation on that $400,000 purchase price. So you're able to use leverage. And we've already talked about why real estate has a competitive advantage over the stock market or retirement accounts. And if you know me, I'm a big fan of using all three to build wealth. But in this case, you're able to borrow debt. You're able to take out debt and control assets 
that is less that is more than the amount of money that you have, right? Now, with that debt, what's what's powerful is you pay that debt off over time. Now, most of the time, if you're going to do a regular conventional loan, it's going to be a 30-year loan, a 30-year fixed loan. And that's what's super important. If you are doing loans right now, there's a lot of people out there that are trying to sell variable loan, variable rate loans, arms, if adjustable rate mortgages. You want to get into a fixed rate mortgage because that is more likely to be in your control, right? So a fixed rate mortgage. Now, what's powerful about this is number two, taxes. Because when I put that $80,000 down, I'm going to get a tax benefit. I'm going to get a tax benefit on that $400,000 purchase price. Very similar math. Like if I spend $80,000 in my business on expenses versus I use that $80,000 to buy a $400,000 property, I'm going to get more benefit to that than if I was to just shell out the $80,000. But when I say taxes, it's debt number one in year one, taxes number one in year one, because I'm going to get a tax benefit of buying that property in year one, and I'm going to save taxes in year one. So right away, any sort of return that I get on that rental property, I'm going to be able to boost my cash on cash return when I factor in the tax savings. So I, I got that debt and I control this asset. I'm getting tax benefits on the asset. And then I don't have to pay that loan off for a period of 30 years. And that's where inflation comes in because with inflation, I borrowed that money in year one and I get to pay it back over 30 years. But by the time I'm paying that that loan back, the value of that money is worth less. If I if you owe me $10,000 and I say, okay, I want it back in two years versus I want it back in 30 years, that's a totally different scenario. And I'm, I'm going to lose out because by the time I receive that money over a period of time, it's it's lost its value. And so no other asset class can you take advantage of debt, taxes, inflation like you can in real estate? Because again, debt, I'm able to control a higher, a larger asset. With taxes, I'm able to get tax benefits on that asset. And then with inflation, I'm paying, I'm paying that debt back. And we've talked about this before about the idea of accelerated depreciation. And eventually, unless you, unless you die and pass away and leave your real estate to your app, your beneficiaries, you do have to pay that those taxes back in the form of what's called depreciation recapture, but you're paying it back at a later time and inflation's eating away at that dollar. If I borrow $30,000 in year one and everything else is the same and I pay $30,000 back in year 10, let's say year 10 is when I sell the property. This just happened for a client of ours. I'm taking, I win because I got to borrow $30,000 for 10 years, interest and penalty free. Now I was explaining this to somebody and they said, well, Hey, why, why would I, why would I play this depreciation game? If I, if I just end up having to pay it back over time. And, and I told, I told him, I said, well, would you turn down an interest and penalty free loan for $50,000? And there's not a time frame on when you have to pay it back. That's essentially what accelerated depreciation is and utilizing this debt taxes and inflation strategy because you get to determine, and this is what's so crazy. And I'll, I'll explain this because the two main killers of wealth are going to be debt and taxes, debt taxes. And in, I'm sorry, the two main killers of wealth are going to be taxes and inflation. Cause if I get money, if I get a hundred thousand dollars, right, it's probably going to be taxed. So then maybe I'm left with $80,000 and then inflation is going to eat away at that $80,000. So it is 
the best responsibility for me to any money that I get, again, unless it's a tax-free event, I'm probably going to have to pay taxes on it. And it's going to sit in my bank account and eat away at inflation. So I'm better off reinvesting that money over and over because that's where that's the power of making the money move. So I was talking to a client a couple of weeks ago. The client um, has a high earning W-2 job, but they also have about $300,000 of rental income coming in passively. So they're, they're already in a super high W-2. They live in California also, by the way. So when you look at it, they're paying 50% tax between federal and state. And so that $300,000 of rental income, how I explained to the client, I said, well, if you hold on to that and you don't do anything with it, you're going to give 50% away to the government, to the governments, right? And that money that's sitting in that bank account is going to lose value to inflation. So after a year, you're left with, of that 300 grand that you made, you're left with 150. And then you got inflation. Let's say inflation's running 5 6% a year. You know, now you're left with 140. And to explain that to somebody, and they will have the realization that, oh yeah, my money is actually better spent reinvested. And it's, it's kind of a hot potato theory. And I use this example a lot is the only person that gets burned by the potato is the person that holds on to the potato too much. And you can think about that in real estate or business is if you hold on to the cash, right? If you have a huge cash event, unless it's a non-taxable transaction, which most businesses and real estates won't, you're going to get, you're going to get burned and you're going to end up giving taxes away and you're going to allow inflation to eat away at your money. So those are the overall high level, three different, three different concepts, debt, taxes, and inflation. And if you can understand how that, how those all interplay together, it's going to set the framework for some of my other podcasts. When I talk about accelerated depreciation, it's going to set the framework for some of my podcasts where we're going to get into seller financing, creative financing. How do you convince a seller to actually sell you a property for super cheap? And wanted to lay these out and give you these three pillars to wealth building because debt, taxes, and inflation, again, if you can understand this, you will build tremendous amounts of wealth. And that's what I want you guys to do. Thanks for checking out the podcast today, guys. If you want to take the next step, look, I got a Facebook group, a free Facebook group, over 8,000 real estate investors in that group interacting with each other, posting questions about taxes daily. Go ahead and check that out. It's going to be on Facebook, Tax Strategies for Real Estate Investors. When you get into that group, first thing I want you to do, invite a friend and leave me a message. Tell, you that, tell me that you found me through the podcast and I will personally respond to any questions that you might have.